Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Well, 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 good afternoon. How we doing? Joe Beamer back here with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope you're having a wonderful hump day as we get through the week, make our way to Friday. Reminds me of a very popular uh, Saturday morning theme song uh, that maybe we'll play as a bump later on. But we have a lot to get into. A lot has happened just today, just in the last hour. A plethora of things have happened that I can't wait to talk about. Yes, and this is what we call a tease. I had a top five horrible customer service experience on my way into work. We're going to get into that. That is going to be maybe not as fun a topic as I think, but it's going to be something we can talk about. The county executive has released a statement. And if you weren't listening to David 30 minutes ago, right there is the tease. But first, something Brian and I talked about earlier today. Well, we kind of got into it. We were talking about warning labels, right? In Canada, they're putting warning labels on the actual cigarette. And I said, well, the next thing they need to put warning labels on are food items. Items, not meals. Food items that are over 1,000 calories. And the idea of that is, well, if you look at the nutritional facts as some of these fast food items, before you even add the fries and the drink, you can be at 1,000 calories. Did I say dollars? 1,000 calories. Sorry, Mega Millions still on my mind. Uh, So to join us this first segment, we're going to talk about that. Uh, The wild things fast food can do to your body in just 60 minutes and we're talking with Ju- uh, Dr. Julie Gatza. Uh, doctor, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, Dr. Julie is a, a health educator. And, you know, Julie, this for me is a big issue. I, since the pandemic, seemingly have been uh, going up and down with my weight. And, and one of the main issues uh, is fast food. I mean, it's tempting. Let's be honest. You drive by a fast food place. It smells delicious. But take us through that first 60 minutes while our body breaks down the fast food we just had. So uh, I've been on doctoring for 31 years, and what I have found is uh, if you handle somebody's digestive system and you get it working efficiently, just working properly, you actually have your health and you can actually repair all sorts of ill health problems. And um, so I've been uh, rallying against fast foods as well because as a kid we only had it probably once a month, five kids, and you know, woo-wee, it was just sort of an odd treat that, you know, we all looked forward to. But now in this new world sort of situation that seventh grade kids can have the kind of food that we only got at Christmas time uh, and fast food is just totally normal to bring your seventh year old and your 12 year old and feed it at least two or three times a week to them. Um, so I did some research and, you know, within the first five minutes, you have no regrets. You're totally happy. The sugar's, you know, high. You're full of energy, and you feel great. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, you're dehydrated. So usually, you're not ordering water with this. You're um, ordering a, a carbonated drink, 
And the carbonation, um, whether it's diet or not diet, um, keeps you from absorbing nutrition. So now you've put in food that's hard to break down, is very low in nutritional value, and now you've put a brick wall into being able to absorb anything from that food. 20 minutes later, you're starting to get some heartburn um, or something's happening that the body's not able to break this down, so it's slow to digest. It's spending longer in the stomach. Um, you can have bloating within 30 minutes or a lot of gas that sits in the gut. Um, 45 minutes, you have a sugar drop. Now you're in a bad mood. Now your kids are fighting and everyone's, you know, sad they <laughs> are even together. Uh, 50 minutes, about the same thing. You're still in a bad mood. 55 minutes, you don't have any good concentration. So if you had it at lunch, you want to go under your desk and just basically veg out. And 60 minutes, now you've got inflammatory response, which means whatever weak link you have, maybe neck problems, back problems, joints that ache, uh, skin that's not so great, now you're inflamed and that inflammation is with you. So that's the breakdown. And it's because, one, the food doesn't have value. Two, we can't break down our normal foods, even when they're great foods, because we're lacking digestive enzymes. And what this is, is I call it unfood. It's actually using your nutrition to break down food because it's not giving you value. You know, you, you, you hit on something there. You, you kind of lose all that energy. You want to put yourself under your desk. I find if I have anything fast food-like for lunch, the chance of me going to the gym has decreased by 80%. <laughs> That's exactly true. I mean, there is no food value. So it's using your energy to actually break it down. You're not gaining anything from it. Now, tell me this, because we have someone here who is in fantastic shape, but he has a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel sandwich every morning for breakfast. How is he able to stay in such great shape, but if I have a Big Mac, I feel like it's taking me three weeks to get back to where I was? Well, it is, you know, those are two different types of food, not to mention whatever the age difference is, not to mention there is a genetics difference, and the other aspect is, are you in that great of shape? He's pushing his body constantly. He's running it. He's getting toxins pushed out. He's probably doing extra things to make sure that he is keeping fit. And um, on top of that, eating, you know, probably pretty good the rest of the time. So if you're willing to work that hard at so many other things, then God love you if you can go and do something bad every single day and you don't seem to be affected from it much. Yeah, I, I, I used to have a different answer. I used to be able to say I was in good shape, but let's just say the last two and a half years, well, uh, that's why we're having this interview. And I have to say, I'm so happy I got this email. We literally have the what the first 60 minutes on our fridge to kind of deter us from ordering fast food. So I have to say it is helping. Good. Uh, <laughs> You talk about kids having, you know, fast food, and it, it is so much different. When I was a kid, that was, you know, very rare that you would, you know, your parents would even consider taking you through a fast food line. Now, I mean, you go by any fast food place. I don't care what time of day it is. The line is out into the street. That's why here in, in Western New York, there's a suburb that no longer allows drive-throughs. Uh, but is there a difference in how kids digest fast food than adults is their metabolism since it speeds up is it does it not have the same negative effects to the extent it has on adults no i think i mean i think just more over time you get to see the whittling away of you know what happens to an adult but you know you look at these children now and you know there's weight problems there's circles under their eyes they don't have the energy they don't want to play they aren't sleeping they're whiny they're having mental health issues and you know 
it has a lot to do with what is the quality of the food. You know, we don't have moms, you know, making food and doing this type of thing anymore. So we're relying on, you know, what's out there that's <laughs> scary to me. I mean, I told our daughter, my husband and I agreed that when she was little, that we told her that bad kids and stupid kids um, had to eat at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sorry, we did. So if she was in trouble, we always threatened that we would take her to McDonald's. And so once her school had this outing and she went there and the chicken and nuggets of all great things weren't um, cooked all the way. So she came home and she said, I can't believe it. You're right about McDonald's. Only stupid people would go there. <laughs> I was like, okay. So to this day, she's 27 years old and she's never eaten at McDonald's. <laughs> well, hey, that's, uh, that's great. Now, talking about McDonald's, I mean, that's the one we all go to because it seems every exit on the highway, if you're on a road trip, has a McDonald's. What is your advice? Say, you know, you drive by and you get that beautiful smell, that fast food, because let, let's be honest, that smell is very inviting. What is your advice to someone who wants to fight it so bad, but now they're starving, they're stuck in their car? What would you say to them? I mean, you know, there's other avenues that do have a grocery store. You could go there and get one of those chickens. You could go get a, a pre-made salad if you want from McDonald's, but I don't know anyone that can go through that McDonald's line and do that. So in my world, it doesn't exist. So, you know, what, what I would say if you're on the road, hard boil some eggs. Put them in a cooler, grab some water, get some hummus, get some vegetables, you know, even get some lunch meat. And any of that is better than what you're going to do. And if you are going to do it, just recognize you've probably, you know, ruined the next few hours for yourself, if not the rest of the day. Yeah, and you want to be alert on the road, right? If you're if you're having fast food two hours into an eight-hour road trip, it's going to be a tough drive. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just, you know, there just isn't any food value, and that's the problem. It doesn't have good protein or enzymes or um, uh, vitamins and nutrients that you can absorb. Instead, it's, it's void of all these things. So your body has to use its reserve to break it down. And this is why, you know, digestion is overworked. You know, I've, this happens with people trying to eat well and people are lacking the amount of digestive enzymes that the body should be making to break down their normal food. And for 31 years, I've been pushing heavily people to take digestive enzymes even when they are healthy. And that's because they'll get more value from their food when they take them because nutrition out of their protein and their fats and their carbohydrates. I use one called Absorbaid. And, you know, let's say you are going to go eat fast food. Well, then you better have at least an arsenal of some ideas of what to do. And one of them would be to take, you know, double the Absorbaid. So not only you're breaking down what you can, but you're also going to be pushing the toxins out from it. So that is, is that your advice of someone and I'm very guilty of this, say, you know, they go on a, a, a food-eating binge, what's the next move? For me, it's try to at least go for a walk around the block. But what is the, uh, yeah. what is the move if, I think anyone listening to my voice has had that where, you know, all right, I'm just going to have this, and it turns into, you know, three meals. Uh, what's the <laughs> next move to try to minimize the effects on your body? I mean, definitely. Take some absorbate. It's a high-quality digestive enzyme. I've seen lots of them. I don't see anything better. So uh, it's vegan formula and it really works and take it with your regular meals and take it even if you're healthy. It just will give you more value each time that you're eating a meal. So give it to your kids as well. Um, you know, the next thing would be to, uh, you know, start thinking about what it is that you can do to mitigate this sort of situation as far as, yes, taking a walk is great. But, you know, if you don't skip breakfast, meaning eat protein for breakfast 
and have some hard-boiled eggs on hand and have some cut-up vegetables in the refrigerator. You know, make a little bit of effort. Heck, you'll leave the house with a coffee cup. Why not leave it with, you know, a bag full of some good things for you? And that way you won't be starving because you skipped breakfast and eating late and making bad choices later in the day because you really just should have been fed properly. It, it does seem like it, it's the it's the meal prep that most of us are missing. If it was just a simple 20 minutes to meal prep, you know, a few days, you really could avoid a lot of these issues. That's exactly right. And, you know, I've noticed that while technology improves in this world, I think people equate that bodies should also come right up along with that. Yeah, we have the same meat soft body <laughs> that does respond to good nutrition and, and, you know, good food, and that's never changed. But here we are having much less value in our food and all sorts of weird and wild choices that, uh, you know, what the heck? Can I ask you this? You know, um, Diet Coke has been in the news uh, because of what the World Health Organization said. But I've also heard that, you know, diet drinks like that actually make you crave more food. Is there a truth to that? You know, I don't know the chemistry of it, but I've watched and I do believe it. And anything that diet I've, I've ran from since before I even understood. And, you know, the more that I've researched on what the heck, uh, you know, you're not doing yourself any, any favors. You'd better to drink the full sugared one rather than the diet one because they had to make it diet for a reason. I used to have a patient that worked um, in the factory of Keebler and she came in with some weird stuff on her pants. And I said, what is this? And she said, oh, it's a fat-free uh, liquid. And I said, what? And she said, yeah, these pants are trash. I have to throw them out. It will never come out of my pants. And I went, oh, and that is the thing that makes their crackers or whatever it is that they're doing fat-free, but she will never get it out of her pants. So there's just too much warning signs that say these are not good choices. We have a few texts on our, our text board asking for the uh, enzymes to take to boost digestive. Where can we, one find those? You can go to a website, which is naturesources.com, or if you want to um, get some free samples, you can call the 1-800 number and use the code RADIO. They'll give you some free samples and or 20% off your first order. And that's 1-800-27-7656. Let me ask you this. So we were talking about Canadian cigarettes. They're putting warning labels on the actual cigarettes up in Canada. And my thing is, well, I think next should be certain fast food items, especially ones over a thousand calories. Do you think that would be necessary? I mean, we shame smokers on a daily basis, uh, yet obesity rates are going through the roof. And it, it seems like we're slow moving on getting those warning labels about what this food is actually doing to you. Yeah. I mean, I think any kind of warning and any of this, you know, but I think more importantly, you need to start in kindergarten and you need to teach them actually food. You need to teach them how to cook. You need to teach them how to shop. You need to teach them how to make a meal for themselves when they're seven years old. And, you know, the value and, uh, you know, build a garden and, you know, you can shame everybody, but the fact is it's okay to be fat. And quite frankly, it simply means that usually something's going on health-wise that's not okay. So it's not about, about what it looks like. It's about what it's doing to you over time when you have that much extra weight on the body. So, yes, you know, warning labels are great, but it really comes down to getting some education and somebody willing to do that. Well said. Hey, Dr. Julie, I am, number one, very happy I got this email. Like I said, it's, uh, it's deterred us from fast food already a few times since I got it. And uh, glad we were able to get you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Hey, thanks for having me on, Jeff. That is Dr. Julie Gatza, the co-founder of the Florida Wellness Institute, talking about the wild things fast food can do to your body in just 60 minutes. Uh, like I said, this article, by the way, is posted in my apartment, and uh, I will post it on my Twitter, oh, I'm sorry, on my X page, at the Joe Beamer. I also put it on Facebook, uh, same name, Joe Beamer, there, and uh, we'll put that number out there as well. If you want to get those uh, digestive ends, I-, I should probably get some myself. Uh, she put that number out there. Josh, we weren't right. We will get the number back out there when we come back from break. Sorry, I was not, I was not jotting down notes. I had all my notes in front of me of what to ask her, but you know, what she said there at the end, I think, is, is, is perfect. What she said at the end, you know, when, when you talk about obesity levels, it, it's nothing. Hey, do you, right? Let, let's, let, let me be honest. I don't fit into most of my clothes right now. I've talked about that. I haven't fit in most of my clothes for the last year, right? It, it's nothing about the way it looks. It's about, it's about your health, you know? When you see someone smoking on the street, if you have a loved one who smokes and you're telling them to quit smoking, you're concerned about their health. Right when someone says, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't go to this restaurant for the third time this week," again, it's not about it's not shaming you for the way you look. It's saying this is an issue health-wise, you know. And let's 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 just look at the facts of what obesity has done. Everyone wants to talk about everyone wants to talk about COVID, right? I mean, according to MSNBC, they want you to put your mask back on, but everyone wants to talk about COVID. But everyone wants to ignore that 78% of COVID hospitalizations were people who were overweight and obese. So it's not to shame anybody. You know me. You only live one life. YOLO. Do what you want. But we warn a cigarette smoker you know, three times about what they're, what they're doing to themselves. We have to make sure everyone knows that smoking is bad. We make it more and more expensive, try to make it less desirable. Yet our obesity numbers are through the roof. We're, approach, we're, we're going to be at 50% in the next decade. So that's why I'm doing this. This isn't to shame anyone. This isn't to make anyone feel bad. Again, I've yo-yoed with my weight so much over the last two years. I am the furthest thing from skinny. But I think you should know what, what you're doing, what's going on to your body. We're going to talk about this for the, for the next segment, 803 star 930. Uh, and we'll start with Brenda in Buffalo. Yes. Hey, Brenda, you have a few points of uh, fast food. Yes. I'm in, um, oh, they got to me right away. I'm in uh, McDonald's. In fact, when I just turned on the radio, I heard about the McDonald's. (laughs) And I said, oh, I was trying to think of what to get. I said, I think I'll stop at McDonald's, and then I'll call them and let them know this. Oh, no. What I was saying is that, uh, like I was telling the um, the screener, that I don't think, you know, when, it's when you start using McDonald's as a way of, uh, as your nutritional source and all the time going there. I think that's where the problem comes in at. Uh, children uh, do need to be taught um, how to properly eat right, but now it's just to a point where a lot of people just use that place as their uh, place of eating all the time. And then you've got the smorgasbords where people go and sit, and they sit and eat all these different plates. I, t- I watch people eating all this stuff and not balancing. You can eat at a smorgasbord like I do. I just balance things out, but I just um, only eat one plate. <laughs> it's all about moderation, right, Brenda? Right. It is all about moderation because I want to tell you, if it wasn't for McDonald's, a lot of people wouldn't have jobs. So, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, you maybe you can talk to them about maybe more about the nutrition, but let's not 
you know, let, let's not just destroy um, or stop something before we think about it and look at the whole picture. Hey, Brenda, what did you end up getting? Well, I got a Big Mac, <laughs> I got fries, and I got me a, 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 I got me a Sprite. Now, what I'll possibly eat is the hamburger. <laughs> I don't care too much for the fries, but it came, into, it came in with the thing. But I don't come here often. In fact, I'm going to tell you, the last time I've eaten at McDonald's is maybe, it's been about a few months, and I was with someone, and we stopped there for some coffee, and I just had a taste for some fries. I stopped eating McDonald's uh, quite a while ago because I went to Weight Watchers. I lost 50 Something pounds. Oh wow! Congratulations. And, uh, I like, yeah, and I like my weight down, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't eat it at fast food places. Most of the time, I try to hold my hunger till I go home because I just, I just do that now. But I still like sometimes the taste of the hamburger. No, well, I'll tell you, I, I like sometimes I like the taste of the uh, of the Big Mac. Brenda, always appreciate the call. Brenda in Buffalo. What about you? 803-0930, star nine thirty. Tell me about. Let's talk. Let's talk struggles. I'll talk about my struggles. Let's talk struggles. Let's talk um, diet plans that worked. And let answer my question. Do you think warning labels should be on certain fast food items the way it is on cigarettes? Why do we treat one differently than the other? I think it's a fair point. And again, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. All right. The person talking right now is overweight, all right? I am overweight, so I, I, I'm not on some pedestal. I'm just saying, why do we treat one different than the other? 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Back after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What are you doing back? Well, I sat back and thought about the things we used to do. It really meant a lot to me. You mean a lot to me. I really mean that much to you? Girl, you know it's true. It's uh, Beamer and for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. The original lip syncers, Millie Vanilli. That was a huge scandal back in the day, right? 
Some good music, though. Some good music. Tragically, uh, one has passed away, but that was some good music, Millie Vanilli. I, I, at the end of the day, do we really care? I mean, the people singing the real lyrics, they knew what they were doing. Who cares? It was good music. So they weren't the real singers. Nah. Uh, it is Beamer in for Bowerly. We're talking uh, all things food this segment. I love food. You love food. We all love food. Uh, however, Brenda put it perfectly, in moderation. We had Dr. Julie Gatza on in the first segment talking about what fast food does to your body in just 60 minutes. And um, I have to post this article on my Facebook and Twitter, and I will. I promise I will before the show's over. But what... You, what are your struggles? I'm, I'm going to get into my struggles after we take your calls. What are your struggles with weight, with food, and how do you overcome those struggles? And do you think there should be warning labels on high-calorie, fast-food uh, items as there is cigarettes? 803-0930, star 930. Jameis is on a cell. Jameis, thanks for hanging on. Oh, hi. Um are we going to get back to the smorgasbords or the labels on the high calories? It is an o- open on whichever one you want to talk about. Well, let's talk about smorgasbord combinations right fast. All right. Uh, let's go to Stan in Lancaster. Stan, thanks for hanging on. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. You know, it, it's the whole food industry. It's not just fast food restaurants. Just take a look at, you know, my wife hates shopping with me because I do all the grocery shopping. I read labels. It takes me three hours to go grocery shopping. <laughs> but it's everything they put in your food. It's your everyday items, you know, and, and people don't cook at home as much anymore. So you have to read the label. Everything is loaded with sugar. And that's the biggest problem is all the sugar they put in all our food. You know, everything from bread to milk to you name it. And somehow I think they should put sugar contents on the front of everything you buy. If you look at meat, you know, fish, chicken, salmon, you know, you look at a label, there's nothing there. It's it's fish or, you know, again, or chicken. You look at anything else, you have 40 different preservatives that are in it, and that's also is causing a lot of health problems. You know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, you never heard of people having heart attacks or high blood pressure. Now, everybody's on some kind of blood pressure medication. So I, I think the food industry needs to be held more accountable and more forthright of what they're putting in the food, labeling. No, and, and Stan, to that point, I mean, it is amazing the amount of things that are allowed in this country that are banned overseas. You know, you talk about preservatives. Uh, I mean, there are some things that are literally made completely different here than they are in the U.K. because of what they allow in their food. Yeah, absolutely. And even like, you know, even let's say chicken, you know, the hormones they put in. I don't know if you've ever bought organic chicken, um, but just the difference in taste from when you cook, you know, regular chicken versus a piece of uh, organic chicken is just amazing, like day and night. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, Robbie Raw will be the first to tell you that it's worth the uh, the extra few bucks. Stan, appreciate the call. And, and you know what? The way Stan shops is the way we should all shop, right? We should all be looking at the labels. We should all be looking at what's in the food that we are eating. And, you know, I was doing so well at that for years, right? I, um, I, when I was the producer of this very show that you are hearing me on now, um, when Tom moved to the afternoons, I moved to the afternoons with him. And 
let me tell you, I was really heavy. I mean, at my heaviest, I was, I was 289. I was almost to 300 pounds at my heaviest, and I lost a ton of weight. I was in my, my high 150s when I met my wife, right? Um, so I had done a lot of reading labels and stuff, and I don't want to blame. Hey, it's 100% my fault. I don't want to blame the pandemic. However, when gyms closed and the you know the thing was to to support everybody and to you know we were getting money you know put into our checking accounts I, i'm not going to lie i i really you know kind of um jumped back up i was uh in the 240s at my highest during the pandemic now i'm i'm back i'm at 211 today uh so losing a little bit of that weight but it, it is a struggle it, you know it is once you get on to like stand and you're reading everything you know exactly what you're putting in your body once you do that for like a week, it's an easy routine to be in. But once you get out of that routine, I am finding it is really difficult to get out of that routine. And I am not looking for an excuse. It's 100% on me. But when you're used to, oh, it's a stressful day, I'm going to get this restaurant or I'm going to get this, and you let stuff in your fridge go bad, uh, which we've been guilty of, um, it's, it's difficult because you have to find that week where you can get back into that groove. You can get back into reading labels, having fresh things in your fridge. Eat, you know, again, you do it for two or three days, and then you go to McDonald's because that's the example we've been using. It's easy to get off that train, and it's really difficult to get back on it. It is really difficult to jump back on that train, at least from my experience. And that's why you've, you know, and, and I know according to this texter, everyone's sick of hearing about it, and I apologize for that. But that's why. It has been such an up and down, and it's something that I'm really focusing on because I don't think I'm, I don't think it's rare to be in my situation. I think there's a lot of people out there, and you know, just looking at the numbers, who who wouldn't be obese, right? I've not hit the obesity mark, but I have hit overweight in the last two years, right? And I go, you know, I fluctuate back and forth, back and forth, and it's just difficult to get back in that routine that I was in for so many years. The reason I do this so often is because I think so many people are in that same routine. I think a lot of people are having the same issue I'm having where it's getting to that consistent diet and getting back to it. Yes, there's nothing wrong with a cheat day. You follow The Rock on Twitter, the guy has a cheat day every Sunday. That's fine. But it's controlling that. It's not. It's saying no to temptations. Temptation Island, if you did that with food... I would lose that show right away, right? Temptation Island wasn't about food. If you remember, Temptation Island, well, it's a, it was a reality show back in the day on Fox. Um, but if you did that with food, it'd be, that would be a very difficult. And the goal was don't give in to food temptations. I'm sorry, the minute that I have the smell of chicken wings, I'm, I'm running to that restaurant, right? Like I'm, I'm done. I've lost Temptation Island. And I think a lot of us fit into that category. So I'm just trying to point out, number one, what this stuff does to us. And again, I'm talking mostly about me. And number two, I, I just, I would like the answer from somebody. Why do we criticize smokers so much? And smoking's bad for you. I don't think anyone would disagree. But we are just, we, we, we can't go to, we, we can't say the same thing about um, obesity, which again, is killing Americans. As many Americans, close to as many Americans as smoking is. It's something that has to be addressed. Let's go to John and Tonawanda. John, uh, you want to talk about labels on food products? Yeah, so I agree that there should be, you know, 
the caution on, I mean, foods high in trans fats, cholesterol, saturated fat, because it does um, horrors to your body. Um, I'm going to use a study actually from the Canadian Journal of Cardiology in 2008. Um, there was a study where they found um, infants and fetuses uh, based on the mother's diet, not, not even smoking, but a high cholesterol diet. They actually found there was plaque in the coronary uh, arteries of infants and fetuses um, just because of the high caloric intake, the high uh, saturated fat. And that's a small child, even like a fetus. And so you can think if you're eating McDonald's one, two, three, four times a week, I mean, the amount of damage that does. I mean, you, me, most people, we all, we all probably have plaque in our, in our system, but to start out as a, as a child to, you know, develop that's i mean that's terrifying yeah well said no for sure it's uh so what do you think the label should be should it be on all foods should it be on high calorie foods uh what what should get a warning label well i don't think it should be high calorie i mean if 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 you're going to eat six slices of pizza that's kind of your your thing you know that's that's up to you but if you're going to eat a food that's you know has 200% 200% of your daily uh, cholesterol or, or, or has a high amount of trans fats, I mean, that's what does the damage. You could still get fat by eating, you know, 10 pounds of broccoli a day. That's up to you. But if you're buying what you think is like a, a good, healthy, uh, like, you know, soup, but that, that, that soup is full of preservatives and trans fats, like, oh, you, you have no idea. I mean, we, we didn't know that cigarette smoking was really bad until like the 50s and 60s. And uh, when it, it came out that it causes cancer, it, it causes plaque buildup in your arteries, like you should know about that. And um, I, I think, I don't know, but maybe there might be a sort of food lobby that says, yeah, we don't want to tell people that cholesterol and trans fats are really, really bad for you. But we'll, we'll say smoking is bad because that's kind of like, that's known. But there, there was pushback against the smoking. Um, I, I think, that, you know, there could be forces at play here that might not be. Well, that's because nine out of ten doctors uh, smoked uh, camels. Right, correct. Yep. <laughs> hey, John, appreciate the call. John and Tanawanda. And, you know, I mean, you look back at cigarettes smoking, right? And when we started thinking that, oh, this could be bad for you, the cigarette companies, what do they do? Nine out of ten doctors say lucky, right? I mean, they were, they were using doctors in their commercials. And obviously, looking back at it, that was strategic. Um, but – Obesity is the issue now. Less and less pe- people smoke. Unfortunately, more and more people are obese. And uh, it, it's, hey, again, I will always say this. Live your life the way you want. Um, but I, I do think we need to be honest. You know, there are certain ways of life when it comes to your diet that aren't healthy. And I will, you know, hey, as someone who yo-yos back and forth between weights, uh, I will quote the great Jim Norton. When I say food is the most difficult to get under control when we're talking about, you know, you can quit smoking. Your body doesn't need smoke, right? Your body doesn't need alcohol. Your body needs food. So when we're talking about things that people indulge in, food is the most difficult to get under control because you do actually have to go through life with food. And I I think that does make it difficult for people. I completely understand I'm in the same boat. You know, I don't have to every time the Krispy Kreme lights on when I drive through Erie, stop at Krispy Kreme. I'm just saying, that is an issue. Um, 
But what about your struggle? And, and did you have a struggle? How are you able to overcome that struggle? Or what's the struggle you continue to go with? I, for me, this is therapeutic to talk about it. I'm hoping it helps eventually. But this is therapeutic. I know there's a lot of people out there that are turned off by this subject. And don't worry, in six minutes, we'll be done with this subject and on to something else. But I think it's therapeutic to talk about your struggles. I mean, that goes beyond food. You know, holding on to things that you're going through in life, I don't think is good for anybody. Being able to communicate and being able to identify what your struggle is and maybe communicate that to somebody, I think helps. So if you have something, if you're in the same boat as me, if you want to talk about what your struggles with food have been, 803-0930, star 930. This is not the topic next hour, but it's something that's on my mind. And since we have a few minutes here, I'm going to talk about it. So everyone's upset with Elon Musk, apparently, right? Because he took over Twitter and, you know, he's got Twitter blue and he's done all all these things with Twitter. It fascinates me. The amount of people who are upset when their echo chamber is destroyed. Because let's be honest, for years, Twitter was more of an echo chamber for people who lean to the left. Because Twitter would make sure anything put out by the right, if it was false, would get a community uh, guidelines alert. Even if it wasn't false, certain stories would be suspended from Twitter. We all know what I'm talking about. However, on the other side, that never happened. You would rarely get a community notice on a CNN post, right? These are just facts. It is interesting to me the people that have gone to threads because they don't like that their echo chamber on Twitter has been taken away. And let me just say this. You've got some of the biggest bullies. Yes, bullies in Western New York who have made Twitter X, whatever it's called now, their home for years. And now they're upset with the way the website's being used, so they they go to threads. Like, you don't like it because you were able to bully people on the platform for years. And I do think it's very funny, very interesting, that there are people out there talking about how, you know, oh, uh, how, how awful Donald Trump is, and whatever your opinions of Donald Trump are that doesn't pertain to this story. But they want to talk about how awful Donald Trump is or how awful Republicans are or how awful Democrats are. But they are the biggest bullies. I mean, if you disagree with one thing, the way they will treat you, gang up on you, it's, it's, I mean, we're talking about adults. And social media is full of adult bullies. And yes, it's on both sides of the political aisle. I'm not sitting here saying that it's only one side or the other. But it is interesting to me how the bullies on one side of the aisle are now all of a sudden upset at the website formerly known as Twitter. But yet, they were fine when they were able to call out people and and shame people and, you know, again, gang up on people because they have a different political opinion. Again, we're talking about adults. It's just embarrassing how some people act on social media. And believe me, I have been the focus of criticism before, and I'm fine being criticized. I don't think it's it's a, it's a situation of bullying if you're if, if you're criticizing someone, but the repeated ganging up on someone and you know saying things that just aren't true. And now it's it. I'm not gonna lie. I do find it funny that now they're the ones complaining when they spent years being the bully, when they spent years calling people out, 
writing things about people that just weren't true, signaling people out because they agreed with their opinion. I mean, what are we? Are we 10 or are we grown adults? And now they're going to run the threads because they think they can start their whole uh, bullying thing on threads. Here's the funny thing. No one's on threads. It is. So I made a threads account just to see what it becomes, what it became. No one's on threads. You have all these companies, all these corporations that, you know, posted something. Hey, we're on threads now. And they have posted nothing since. (laughs) It's hilarious. Don't worry. I'm on there just in case something breaks. Because maybe the county executive will put his response to the blizzard of 2022 investigation by USA Today. Maybe his response will be on threads. It's not on Twitter. And it hasn't been to the media. I have to ask. Why does the county executive feel so comfortable avoiding addressing the USA Today blizzard investigation? Where he was a key figure. He is one of the main leaders of this area. He did countless uh, press conferences. He called out the mayor in the middle of the blizzard on national television. Yet, he can't find time to address the findings of the USA Today investigation. Why is that? Well, I think there are many factors at play, and we're going to talk about it. And I'd like to know what you think. 803-0930, star 930. And by the way, the county executive has the hotline number. If he'd like to give us the exclusive and address the uh, the blizzard uh, investigation from USA Today, give it a call. We'll put you at the top of the list, county executive. It's Joe Beamer in for Tom Bowerly. We're talking that and much more here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.